Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. What's really good and welcome back to another collaboration episode of the Sanchez Show and Real Fans Real Talk. As always, I'm your host, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend of Two Games. Got my main man with me, Anthony Jones, a.k.a. Trip Young. Trip, how are you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. It's only a couple of days uh, until Christmas, so you know I'm excited, man. It's my time of year. Tis the season. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to get into a little bit of week 15 of the NFL. Very odd week. Normally when we get together, we're able to recap the whole week, but because of the COVID outbreaks within a league we got two games tonight on monday night we got two games tomorrow on tuesday so as you mentioned it's going to be a, a a little awkward interview or episode i should say we have an interview following this as well um but let's get into it week 15 of the nfl started with some very exciting games at the beginning of the week chiefs charges on thursday night colts patriots on saturday night and then we saw some surprising football yesterday the cardinals losing to the detroit lions I don't know if this constitutes as the Lions being hot now because they've won two of their last four games. I don't. I, I leave that up to you, Trip. To I'm, decide. I'm actually excited about that because you know the more they win, the the better the Giants' chances are of getting two top five uh, draft picks next year. So I'm I'm okay with that. We'll get into that as well. Where, where do you want to start with Week 15? Like I said, we had some upsets because the defending champs got shut out last night in embarrassing fashion, by the way, too. I thought that was a game they should have won easily. We might as well um, start right there. No, let's no. start there. The Buccaneers lose 9-0 to their division rival. The Saints, for some reason, have given Tom Brady a lot of trouble these two years since he's transitioned to the NFC. They won four of the five matchups. Obviously, Tampa Bay got the most important matchup, was the playoff matchup. But also, Tampa Bay walks out of this game very banged up. They saw three key starters on their offense go out. It's just been announced that Chris Godwin is done for the season. ACL they are looks like they're bringing Antonio Brown back. Let's start with Tampa Bay. What were your thoughts after yesterday's game? Uh, through a wrench and everything, I was surprised by that completely. Um, I mean, not that not that the Saints had this explosive offensive game either, but you know, to shut down that defense and excuse me, to shut down that Bucks offense, and then you know. Which obviously you mentioned, uh, you know, which the, the real the real issue here is they is they lose Chris Godwin for the for the season, um, but you know I'm, I I was impressed by by the Saints. They I don't know it was just regular season, but regular season they got the Bucks number, and it's not a good look right now because the Bucks need they're gonna need home field advantage um, going throughout this uh, this playoffs here because the way the Packers are playing right now. You know they're looking they're looking really good. You still you still got the Rams. You know that that also also you know going to be contenders. You want to have that home field throughout, and now you just lost one of your top receivers. Um, you know for for the rest of the season. I mean he, he ain't coming back for the playoffs. None of that. So you better hope Antonio Brown can keep his head on straight because they're gonna need every weapon they have. I ain't see Tom Brady get that frustrated on the sidelines. Shoot, maybe since the flake gig. <laughs> I don't know. That might have been the last time I seen him get that crazy on the sidelines. He was barking on everybody. Then went over to the other side and started barking on on on, <laughs> on John Payton on the other side of the, of, of the field. So he was just having a, a field's day. Um, but that yeah, the offense, they looked bad yesterday. I, I don't know what's going on, but they better snap out of it real fast. This is not the time 
where you guys need to be falling apart. This is the time where you're supposed to be strengthening up. That chemistry continues to to, to gel, and you guys make that push for another deep run into the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I got these guys in the NFC Championship game, but you play like that, you, you can go home real early. Yeah, so it, and it wasn't Sean Payton. It was Dennis Allen who was in place of Sean Payton. But, you, but you're right. He Brady throwing the tablet in the trash. Running over to the sideline after the last interception and talking trash. Um, there was a, a, a situation too where I think after the last interception, the same player kind of stood in front of him, smiling in his face, and Tom looked a little aggravated as well. But yet, yeah, Tampa Bay, it's a very unique situation because you and I have both said that them winning the Super Bowl last year was a little deceiving. Not that they weren't the best team. But Tom didn't play the best football in the playoffs. That defense really rose to the occasion in the playoffs. And then also, like you said, they were completely healthy. The weapons showed up when they needed to show up for Tom. But they also had to go through the road to do it. And I don't know if you can count on doing that two years in a row. Like, you know, last year they played in Washington. They played in New Orleans. They played in Green Bay. Their only home game was really the Super Bowl game. But to go through the road to get to the Super Bowl, it's always very unique, and that's one of those things that can you really duplicate that? Can you count on being able to win three road games again um, and then hope everyone stays healthy and, and hope you get all the breaks your way? I think it's a, it's a tough situation for Tampa right now. They're banged up. They got to figure some things out. I think the frustration has been bubbling for a little bit. We heard Bruce Arians a few weeks ago kind of call out Tom Brady after he had the, the three interception game in, in Washington. Um, they had their struggles against against the Colts recently. And then they have this game and the Rams dominated them earlier this season too. And I don't think we can overlook that because that is a potential playoff matchup. Yes. So Tampa Bay, Antonio Brown's got to be on his best behavior, but I think more importantly, they've got to get healthy. They got to make sure that Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans are good to go for the playoffs. Same thing with that defense. That defense is so banged up. They've been playing Richard Sherman at safety. Like they, they have been decimated with injuries in their secondary specifically. JPP is missing time. So I think what we're starting to see is a team that's a little banged up, that's a little older, that's trying to figure out how to get back to that place where they were at last year. And even though the three games they have left are very easy, I don't know if they're going to have enough time to get healthy for the playoffs. They're going to have to figure this out basically with who they have on the field. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's that's the, the key right there. You, you know, I, I, I was hearing chatter a couple of weeks ago about, you know, if the Buccaneers would release Antonio Brown after the the, the whole, you know, fake uh, Vax card scandal went down. Clearly now that ain't happening because they're going to need all, all of the help that they can get. They need all hands on deck now. Exactly. You're going to need every one of them tight ends, receivers, everybody that step up because, you know, yeah, you still have other All Pro wide receivers, but you can't make make up for a guy like Chris Godwin. He's he's one of those Mister Reliable, you know, wide receivers. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they're gonna do. But you know, you said it, going to facing the, that Rams team that's not gonna be an easy task, especially if you have to go to L A. Same thing with the Packers. That's not gonna be an easy task if you have to go to Green Bay. Now I know you know Brady's used to playing in the cold from being in New England, but the rest of them guys they they was in Tampa <laughs> prior to this, so it's a little it's a little bit different when it start to get real cold outside and you got to play outside in Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's a whole different ball game. So they better get the, get this thing together and get it together fast um, because you know they they ain't gonna they ain't gonna go far. 
they will not go far like this, you know. I, you know, they'll still be able to win a first round matchup because they're gonna be playing the the, the the bottom tier of the playoff contending teams. But once you get once you get to that to, to that to that conference championship, it's gonna be real tough for you. Yeah, things will start to get very interesting. And again, like I said, only one team gets to buy. You don't want to be that team that has to go on the road every week because it doesn't always break right for you. We we see strange things happen to good teams when they play on the road. Sometimes, you know, it it might be a turnover. It might be a penalty. It may just be taking you a little while to get your legs under you because you're on the road. Yeah. So I think they want to try to avoid that at all costs. Record-wise, they're one game behind Green Bay, but Green Bay also has tiebreakers right now within the conference. Mm-hmm. It'll get interesting there. Another team I want to talk about in the NFC before we get into some AFC talk, the Arizona Cardinals. Two straight losses, this team really hasn't looked well for a few weeks now. And I know they dealt with some injuries. Hopkins is done for the regular season. They expect to have him back for the playoffs. But this is also the second straight year where they've kind of struggled once we've gotten into December. Last year, they were in prime position to make the playoffs, and then they kind of fell apart the last six games of the season. It's kind of happening again, and they get a very tough matchup next week against the Colts, who we're going to get into in a minute. Is Arizona, were, were they a little bit of a facade? Were they a team that maybe we got a little hype about too early, and now we're kind of seeing who they really are? Well, all right, so here's the thing with, with Arizona. I think we're seeing why DeAndre Hopkins is arguably the best wide receiver in football. And when he's not a great there, one. they are a completely different team. No disrespect to A.J. Green, Kirk, or you know any of the other guys out there, but they ain't DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe maybe six years ago, A.J. Green might have been on that, <laughs> on that level. But right now, they, they ain't no DeAndre Hopkins. And... This is a situation where one guy can take a team from being a nine and drop them down to a five and a half. Like he is that much of a difference maker for for this offense. He's their he's he's their security blanket. He's Kyler Murray's security blanket, and he is. We're talking about top three wide receiver. I like maybe Tyreek Hill, maybe Devonta Adams, but. You know, I don't see him falling out of the top three as far as wide receivers go in, in the NFL right now. So when you take him out of the equation, now he's, he's supposed to be back for the playoffs and, and they'll still make the playoffs, I believe anyway, unless uh, ultimate collapse just, just happens, which, you know, the way they just lost to the, to the Lions, who knows at this point. But I, I think they'll get it together. I think that – I think they're good enough – um, but you know the defense did take a hit, you know, with with uh, JJ Watt earlier uh, on in the season, and, and he was actually very good for this team. You know, obviously he's not the JJ Watt, you know, that we, we're used to seeing with the, uh, with the with the Texans. But as far as veteran leadership goes, and he still has a lot of those abilities. He's obviously as you get older, the injuries start to kick in. But the leadership that he brings on the field. And just having guys understand where they need to be to make the right play at the right time, things like that are priceless when you when you talk about you know football games and and what's going on on the field and being able to stop an offense that gets hot at at a certain point in time or they got a they got the the, the Patriots we're gonna run the ball sixty times a game or you know what I mean or the, or the passing game is hot. The, he, uh, guys like that are really able to kind of just get everybody else in line and have everybody else know where and when they're supposed to move. So you're talking about two big losses. I don't see we and we talk about this in the NBA a lot where you got those teams 
that during the regular season they kill, but then in the playoffs they don't do well. It's it sucks because I don't think they were I didn't think they were gonna go far in the playoffs anyway. But it's not because I don't feel like the team is good enough. It's just because I don't feel like in the playoffs they beat Green Bay. They beat you know Tom Brady. We're talking about two all-time great quarterbacks. I don't know if they in the playoffs, especially if they have to go on the road. I don't know if they beat the Rams. I know they beat them this season, but again, we we spoke about that coming off of a high adrenaline game versus the Buccaneers, which they won, and then on short rest. You you know you run into a really good younger you know Arizona Cardinals team, you know they take a loss. But in the playoffs, you got if you if you have to wind up going to LA, I don't know if they can beat that team. So I didn't have them going deep in the playoffs anyway. I do think they're a good team, but like I said, I just think that losing DeAndre Hopkins just really brought them down from a, from a nine nine and a half to a five and a half. Well, yeah, I mean, the Rams point is a great point because they played the Rams last week without Jalen Ramsey and they struggled to move the ball and score. Yeah. Um, You know, but I I think that the thing with Arizona is that as the season goes on and there's enough footage, teams learn how to make you play left-handed. Yes. And I think that's why they're struggling so much now. Kyler is great when he can break containment, when he can get out the pocket and he uses his legs to create things down the field. But as teams have seen more and more film and they realize, all right, if we take these things away from him, he struggles. Yesterday's a prime example. No disrespect to the Lions, but you can't be putting up just 12 points against that Lion team, right? Like, you you got to be a little Even better than that. without DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry. Without, with or without, you got to be better than that. And and so the struggles I think they're having, like I mentioned last year and this year as the season goes on, is that the footage is out now. The film is on is out and everyone sees what, what we can take away from this team that's going to force them to struggle. Kyler Murray's got to play better. Yes. I think this team is going to continue to have some struggles. I, I I, really do think, yeah, this team gets into the playoffs. But as you mentioned, I don't see a prolonged playoff run for them unless they're able to make some massive adjustments. Because, again, I just don't I don't see a team that is adjusting in game enough. I don't see a team that's doing enough in game where you can say, all right, we can't take that away from them. Or even if we take this, they do this. The great teams, like you said, the Green Bays, the Tampa Bays. You take one thing away from them, they still got three other things they can do to beat you. Kyler Murray isn't at that point yet. Cliff Kingsbury as a coach isn't at that point yet. It'll be interesting to see next week against the Colts, who we're going to get into now, who who the Colts are hot, and they're coming off their big win over New England because the Colts are a very opportunistic defense, but more importantly, the Colts are going to run the ball down your throat. And Arizona's going to have to figure out, like you said, J.J. Watt was big there. J.J. Watt is not defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt. But he's still very good in the run game. He still, like you said, gives you that leadership on the defensive line where he can make the plays and he's never going to be out of position. I, I strongly feel that the Colts are going to try to expose that and say, look, we're just going to run the ball until you show us you can stop it because that's been their MO. And they and they got an uh, MVP candidate for a running back out there that uh, I, I, I told you uh, yesterday. I said, I turned my head and blinked for a second. The kid had 179 yards. I mean, and, and so let's get into it. The AFC now has gotten very, very interesting. Yes. Because Cincinnati found a way to win a game yesterday. And, and I thought some prayers with Teddy Bridgewater. We hope Teddy uh, gets well from that injury yesterday because he had the Broncos playing pretty decent as well. Mm-hmm. Cleveland is playing tonight in a must-win game for them now. And they're on their third quarterback. They're, they're starting Nick Mullins, who had it started a game, I think, in like four years in the NFL, obviously due to COVID. But with the Colts winning that game, 
Now we've got the rematch of Buffalo and Patriots coming up with the division on the line. We got the Colts at eight and six. The number one seed, Kansas City, is, is 10 and four. It's really only a two game difference between the number one seed and the number seven seed. The AFC is completely wide open. And I think the Colts made a massive statement on Saturday night because we were all high, you, you and I included, on, on what the Patriots have been doing. But the Colts basically told the Patriots, you can't bully us. We actually going to bully you tonight. And now we look at an AFC that it's like, man, anybody could win any playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and the crazy the crazy thing is right now, the way things are looking, I really got to say we're back to the Chiefs being the favorite in the AFC. Somehow we came <laughs> right back to it. Yeah, everything everything went full circle. You're absolutely right. It's wide open. Um, you know, as much as I love Baltimore, I, at some point the injuries are going to catch up to you. Like they literally have injury at every starting position that there is on the team. And then even, you know, Lamar Jackson was out again, you know, this week because of the ankle. So, you know, things things have 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 changed between between injuries and COVID. The AFC is now a thousand percent wide open. Like I don't even as as much as I feel like the Chiefs are back to being the favorites to win the AFC. It's still it's it's a very close gap between all of these teams, and like you said, on any given Saturday, or Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, because you know we got football or Thursday, we got football every day again this uh, season because of COVID. Any one of these teams can win, you know. I, I'm listen. I'm still I'm still proud of Baltimore because to, to go to the wire with Green Bay, you know, the way they did, you know, with with pretty much nobody. At this at this point, you know what I mean. But you know, it's crazy, man. COVID just got everything jammed up again. We had and we got to this point at last season where we started having the Tuesday games as well because of COVID. But you know, just between that, because you know, you could have it where you know COVID takes out, like you know, like the Cleveland situation. They're on their third string quarterback because of COVID. Now you lose your starter. Not that Baker Mayfield is having. Anywhere close to a good season, but you lose your starting quarterback, and it's easy for you to drop a game or two. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it just, it just is what it is. Or you, or or you lose your the top wide receiver. One guy in these situations, especially in the AFC, the loss of one superstar caliber player can cost you a game. It can cost you playoff seating. It can cost you a playoff spot. Period. Yeah, if you have if you have two bad weeks in the AFC. Uh, your season completely changes. Yeah. Uh, just to give people perspective, there are 16 teams in the AFC. 12 of those 16 teams have at least seven wins, which means 12 of the teams in the AFC are at least 500 right now. The Broncos are seven and seven. If the Vegas Raiders win tonight, they will also be seven and seven. That would make 13 teams in the AFC that are at least 500. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That is, I mean, we're in a situation with the AFC where we could see a team win 10 games. We might see multiple teams win 10 games and not make the playoffs in the AFC because it's just so stacked with talent. Yeah. Uh, the the buy in the AFC is going to be far more significant than it is in the NFC. Because I think, as we talked about, with this gauntlet of so many good teams in the AFC and knowing that, listen, if the playoffs started today, the seventh seed would be Buffalo. I don't think... Yeah anybody would be super comfortable having to play Buffalo in the first round. Not at all. Right? 
the team that's just outside of that is Baltimore. They're another team that if they get healthy, again, are, no one would be super comfortable knowing, hey, Lamar and them is coming here for, for round one. Like, I don't think you really want to play those guys. Yeah. So getting that by specifically for Kansas City or New England um, right now because they're one and two or Tennessee. Tennessee took a bad loss yesterday. And we're going to get into Tennessee because they got the Thursday night game. They got a big Thursday night game coming up this week. Yeah. The, the bye week is going to be super important to any team trying to align themselves and make this playoff run because you, I think you're going to need that week off. I think you're going to need that week to prepare and get your mind and body right because the AFC is going to be a gauntlet. I don't think anyone is the clear-cut favorite. I agree. I think Kansas City has positioned themselves back as the favorite, but it wouldn't stun me if any one of these seven teams came out of the NFC, I mean, the AFC. Because, again, if Baltimore or Buffalo is the seventh seed, how much of an underdog are they really? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, these are teams that last year won double-digit games. Both teams were good enough to make a run that could have been in the AFC Championship. Obviously, Buffalo lost in the AFC Championship. Baltimore lost in the second round to, to Buffalo. But any one of these teams, Tennessee, if they get Derrick Henry back, that's a completely different team now. Yeah, that changes You know, they're getting Julio and Antonio Brown, uh, um, A.J. Brown back now. They get Derrick Henry back. Now we're looking at them differently, you know. I, the AFC, man, is, is super tough. It's going to be super intriguing to see how this plays out the last three weeks. I'm going to tell you right now, Las Vegas is is in a frenzy right now. And I'm not talking about the Raiders. I'm talking about all the gamblers in the bed. <laughs> they are what in is, a frenzy because this books. is crazy. This, this is the wild, wild west for real right now. The AFC is, is now the wild, wild west. Everybody. I don't care where you're at in the AFC. Everybody is the wild, wild west right now. If you're playing in the AFC, everybody's got a chance. Everybody's in it at this point, except, you know, obviously there's a few teams at the, at the, uh, at the bottom and, of the barrel that they you know, count. But outside of that, man, yeah, everybody has, has a chance here. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, aside from the bottom of the barrel. So again, 16 teams in the AFC, three of the teams have already been eliminated from playoff contention. We know who they are. Yeah. We got the urban Meyer Jaguars, right? Shout out to urban. We, we should get into urban a little bit too. Uh, Cause he got fired. <laughs> uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of buffoonery going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Houston Texans who we knew were going to be bad. We expected them to be bad this year and yeah. the New York jets. Outside of that, everyone else in the AFC is in play. Again, if Vegas wins tonight, they would be 7-7, seven and seven, giving the AFC 13 teams that are at least 500 or better. Yeah. If, if, if Cleveland loses tonight to Vegas, which right now they're losing, we would have four teams that are 7-7 seven and seven all tied together. Well, they you tied got Pittsburgh. Up, so they might- you got, yeah, you got Pittsburgh 7-6-1. and one. Somehow that tie is beneficial to the Steelers right now. Because that would actually put the percentage points above those other four teams. And then again, then you got Baltimore eight and six, Buffalo eight and six, Chargers eight and six, Colts eight and six, Cincinnati eight and six. These are all teams nobody wants to play. Yeah. Nobody wants to play any of those teams. Maybe Cincinnati, because that's still a young team, and you wouldn't expect them to go on the road and, and handle themselves. But again, Colts are a veteran team, uh, Chargers, Justin Herbert, you never know, Buffalo, Baltimore. Oh man, I, I would hate to have to want to see one of them teams in the first round. I'm telling you, it's the wild, wild west, man. Let's let's get into Baltimore. I know they're near and dear to your heart, man. Um, <clears throat> first and foremost, I'm going to criticize Harbaugh a little bit, but I I, I got to give him his credit because I don't know if there's any other team that's been as decimated by injuries and COVID as the Ravens have been. Yeah, um, Huntley 
that was what his third start yesterday, third or fourth Man, start. He looked amazing. I ain't gonna hold he, you. He's look he's looked better and better yeah. every game. Like, I mean, we can't forget he had the game-winning drive against Chicago when they were losing that game. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's gotten better and better every week. But yeah. the point being that they've had to go with their backup quarterback far longer than most teams really want to go with their backup quarterback. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they're, like, on their sixth different running back, right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, they're missing multiple starters in their secondary. And, uh, they had to call up Tony Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. They they had a cornerback yesterday who, who was getting his first defensive snaps ever. I can't think of his name, but he wore number 17, which was crazy because he had a wide receiver number on. He was working at McDonald's last week. He might have. <laughs> he, I, I'm just being honest. He might have. Like, you know, but the point, it, Tony Jefferson, who was a free agent signing a few years ago from Baltimore, and then he kind of lost his job to Chuck Clark. He was on a practice squad. They had to call him up to play yesterday. Yeah. This is what it's come to. And yet somehow... They were down 10 points with about five minutes to go. They make a furious rally. Huntley makes two great throws for touchdowns to get them back in the game. They have the opportunity to tie. Harbaugh goes for two again. We saw this a few weeks ago against Pittsburgh. They don't get the two-point conversion. They lose. A lot of backlash. I want to get your thoughts on, on it um, again because I know the Ravens, it's a little more personal for you. So what were your thoughts on the Ravens game yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I'm still – I'm still a little, a little on the fence because I, you know, I told you in the last one I would have rather just take the tie and take my chances in overtime. Just in that game, I didn't feel confident that they were going to get that two point conversion. This one, you know, was a little bit. It was a little bit different just because they the moment the offensive momentum was hot. They were they were, you know, what I'm saying they were building up to something, you know, and, and we're talking about two rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns. So you know, from from Huntley, but. So I wasn't really, I wasn't too upset with this, with this call to go for it on, 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 you know, just because they were hot. But, you know, if they make it, we we sit up here having a different conversation completely. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it just so happened that they didn't make it on this one. You know, the, the the Packers defense finally, you know, stepped up and was able to to stop them because for a second, you know, they were just letting Baltimore do whatever they wanted to get right back into this game. Shout out to Mark Andrews. Uh, did 170 yards and two touchdowns um, in in that game. You know he's been the saving grace, you know, for this team keeping keeping that offense, you know, pushing because they haven't really been getting much out of you know everyone else. Like obviously the running game is a combined effort, so yeah, they'll crack 100 yards, but not there's not one rush, running back putting up 110. You know what I mean? This is the the, the split between the running backs and the quarterbacks because Huntley he ran for I think 70 74 yards something like that as well. You know what I mean? So the running game is still the same, but there's not that one impact running back on the team. So and this time I was actually okay with it, like I said, just because the offense was hot. The first time I was on the fence just because I just I didn't feel confident at all that they were going to get that to, and I thought you should have just taken the, 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 the extra point, tie the game up, and take your chances in, in, in overtime. Um, but, I mean, you said it, man. This is the most decimated team in the NFL, like I'm talking, to, like and and we're losing all pro level talent. You know, we just lost Marlon Humphrey two two games ago for the season. You know, the, the our starting left tackle uh, Staley. This is this is all all pro guys. Lamar Jackson yeah. is out. You know what I mean? Not that our running backs are all, all pro or anything like that, but J.K. Dobbins is a really good running back. He, he went for over a thousand yards. You know, last year was, was his second year. Um, you know, in the league, he was poised to have a similar season this year. You know, 
the wide receivers in and out of the out of the lineup. The linemen, every like everybody has been either hurt or at you know hit with COVID. So we've lost guys for chunks of the season. So it's hard to maintain. I'm surprised, to be honest with you, for them to be where they're at, position to still win the division. I'm surprised that they were able to keep it together. You know, and just be in that position. I gotta tip my hat to the guys that's, that's actually been on the field and the coach Harbaugh because it's tough when you gotta keep changing things up every week because everybody doesn't have the same skill set. So it's not like so I might I might have a linebacker I could plug in when somebody gets hurt, but he don't have the same skill sets that the guy he's replacing has. So so I gotta coach differently now because because of that. So I mean, listen. Hopefully they can get a little bit healthy. Obviously, they're not getting Marlon Humphreys back, um, but you know if they or if if they could just not get worse, if they just don't get worse, I, you know what I mean. At least, listen, I just want to see them get into the playoffs. That, I'm okay with that, just because I already know we don't, we're already down our three top you know corners for the year. We're done with our three top cornerbacks. You know what I mean? We're we're done with our three starting running backs for the year. With even though Lamar Jackson will be back, we're on the backup uh, quarterback. You know what I mean? So, only thing I can ask for at this point is, can we at least just not lose anybody else? That that's all I can do. That's all you can hope for, as you mentioned. Um, in terms of making the playoffs, I I want to see them make the playoffs. I'm gonna be honest because I do like Coach Harbaugh. I do like Lamar. I do like a lot of the pieces on his team. They're going to have to earn it, though. Their Absolutely. last three games of the season at Cincinnati, at home against the Rams, at home against the Steelers. So there are no cupcakes there. All three of those teams are also battling for playoff spots. Yes. All I'm going to say is you better win in, in your division. I can't guarantee you have that to Rams win. game right now. You, well, you have to win the Cincinnati game. Yes. I, yeah, that, that's you, a must. Because you, you have to win the Cincinnati game because, again, record-wise, they're tied – Cincinnati has tiebreakers based off strength of schedule and conference record. So you have to start there. And then you you have to probably win that Pittsburgh game because Pittsburgh has that tiebreak over you because they beat you. So you got to find a way, like you said, win the win in the division first and then figure out you know what happens against the the, the uh Rams. You do get the Rams at home. Historically, West Coast teams traveling East Coast, there's always been a bad history there. So you you that might be a game and if weather helps out as well. Yeah. That might be a game you could take advantage of. And, you know, there's one one other thing is that the Steelers have to go on the road this week to play Kansas City, who's who's now won seven straight games. I don't see them going going to Kansas City and beating Kansas City when they're playing, you know, the way they've been playing. So you got yeah. that in your favor. So if you can go, if you can get to Cincinnati and and get the job done there and do what you have to do there, and Pittsburgh takes that loss. That'll put a little bit of give you a little small teeny with a bit of breathing room for you, you know. And then you, listen, if you can sneak in that Rams win, I'm not. I that that's gonna be a tough one. But you know what? I've seen crazier things happen. Well, listen, this time of year they, they're all like playoff games, so you expect them to be tough. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Pittsburgh, as you mentioned, is not much easier for them as well because they got three playoff teams as well. We we talked about the Ravens game to end the season. But they also get the Chiefs this upcoming week, and they get a Browns team next week. It's going to be a desperate game. Browns have to win as well if they want to keep yeah. their playoff hopes alive. I will say this, though, in terms of the, the going for the two-point conversion. I feel the opposite. So, as I told you last time, I liked it against Pittsburgh. 
And I highlighted the reasons why I liked it against Pittsburgh. I thought the defense was gassed. They had given up 17 points in that fourth quarter to Pittsburgh. Marlon Humphrey had gone down. And I thought Pittsburgh had all of the momentum in that game. And Baltimore being able to score late, I thought, you know what? Let's go for it. I agree. Go for it. Your defense is gassed. Don't let it go to overtime and give Ben another opportunity to try to drive down the field against this defense. Win it right now. I completely agree. The reason I don't like it yesterday is for the very opposite reason of what I just said. Baltimore had all the momentum. They had scored two times in the last five minutes of that game. They had Green Bay reeling. Green Bay was on the ropes a little bit. Their defense had figured out Aaron Rodgers a little bit in the fourth quarter. And you have the best picker, kicker in the game. So go into overtime. Let your defense hold the fort. Or if you get the ball first, then you go down and you score and you try to just take control there. But I thought Baltimore really had the momentum. I will say this, though, to be fair. If you look at the replay of the two-point conversion play, Hollywood Brown is wide open at the back of the end zone. But because the play was drawn up for Hunt, for, for Andrews, Huntley focused on him and never switched off. But if you watch the play again, it's a deep drag that, that Hollywood Brown does across the back of the end zone. He's got his defender beat by about three yards. He is it, uh, just a lob over the line of scrimmage. It's a, it's a two-point conversion. And what you just said is what separates good average quarterbacks from right. great elite quarterbacks is the ability to make the next read. Right. Can't get so locked in to the guy that the players call for that you miss out on a wide open receiver. Now, granted, I know he doesn't have obviously we're talking about the backup quarterback here, so he's not on the field as as much. But if you want to take yourself to that next step, you have to be able to make the second, even the third read. The reason why guys like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, the Peyton Mannings, the Aaron Rodgers. Have, have 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 been in this league and done so great for so long is because they do not get locked into just the one guy that the player is drawn up for because sometimes that guy's not available and you can't force it because you'll either obviously we'll either lose it or you know what I mean or well, we'll, you're forcing we'll, or you're forcing and, and either way we don't come up with the W. Right. No, I, I like Huntley though. I think I think he does have a bright future in the league. Yes. There are very few uh, backup quarterbacks who can come in and look as comfortable as he's looked. So I, I like him. I, I do like him. And it'll be uh, something to watch in the offseason, uh, what Baltimore does with him. Because obviously Lamar is the, the franchise, yeah, right? Yeah. There is there is no quarterback controversy. There There is none of those things. But would you trade him? Would you maybe hold on to him for another year as insurance? Something we got to keep an eye on. Um, well, he'll be, sure, he'll be cheaper keep if, they do, if they do decide to, to keep him. He'll be a cheaper Backup, so I wouldn't I, like I could see them definitely keeping him because he's it's not going to cost as much to resign him for right. at least another at least a one year deal. Um, but I may even sign him, you know, try to keep him for get him locked in for two years, and maybe we can use him as trade bait as long as Lamar is healthy. Very Cause, possible. Because you, you probably, could, I mean, remember listen, remember, uh, remember Matt Flynn? He had that one game, and then everybody wanted him, but then he, he got, got to big money. Yeah, he got that money, and then he got to Seattle. Listen, once yeah. he's gone from us, then it don't matter if he, you know. Kind I mean, of <laughs> no, no. I mean, but you make a valid point with, with trading him because if the Panthers are willing to give up a <laughs> second rounder for Sam Darnold, and we see how how trash he is, yeah, uh, I don't even think I've seen a, a game Sam Darnold through like this, like when he just had. So. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold in four years in, in with the Jets probably never had one game close to what Huntley has had. Uh, in these three with with the Ravens, has he ever had a four touchdown game in the NFL? 
I feel like he's done uh, it in college. I don't know about the NFL. I don't. Yeah, I. We over here wasting our time even, talking about Sam Darnold. Listen, we've already wasted too much time talking about Sam Darnold and the Lions. Exactly. We spent far too much time than we would ever spend on that. Um, like I said, this week is very odd. We got football on Monday and Tuesday. The only day off really is Wednesday because then we're right back to it on Thursday. Yes. I want to get your predictions because this Thursday kicks off a very, very tough slate of football games. We've highlighted all the playoff matchups. we highlighted all the teams that are in contention. Thursday night, December 23rd, we get the 49ers against the Titans. This game is going to be super, super important to playoff seeding for both these teams. Who do you like going into this matchup? I'm going to be honest with you, and you might kill me on this one, but I kind of like San Francisco on the road in this game. Um, I mean, unless, you know, if if Derrick Henry comes back this week, then that my, my opinions will change. But I like the 49ers' defense a lot. Um, you know, I think for them it's just a matter of what are we going to get from Jimmy G week to week because, you know, you've got some really good weapons out there. I mean, Kittle's been amazing since his, uh, since his return from injury. He's been amazing. I mean, every week he's, you know, he's putting up some solid numbers. Um, they got some really good, good wide receivers out there. I think, you know, Jimmy G just has to step his game up and be more consistent, but I, I like San Francisco going into this game. Uh, I'm not going to kill you for that pick because I agree with you. Oh. I think <laughs> I, I'm be honest. I think the Niners are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Um, I think records sometimes kind of skews people on how good a team is. This team has won six straight. Kittle looks like he the way he did a couple years ago when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, where he was playing like a Gronk and a Travis Kelsey. Uh, they're getting the running game, and they got Debo Samuel back. And I love Debo, man. And Debo's been playing wide receiver and running back. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, how does that affect his his contract negotiations at some point? Like, because yeah. it, I mean, you you got me catching six balls a game and running the ball about ten times. Um, Debo does it all. I love this team, man. I really like the way they're gelling. As much as I don't like Bosa as a person, we know why we've highlighted those things. Yeah. As a player, he's a force on the field. Uh, I like the 49ers, man. And, and everything I saw from the Titans yesterday uh, doesn't provide any additional confidence. They turned the ball over four times against Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Pittsburgh only had about 180 total yards yesterday. Uh, Pittsburgh scored 12 of their 15 points off turnovers. And yet Tennessee only scored 10 points against that team. I don't see how Tennessee is going to be able to keep up with the 49ers, who I think is running the ball as one of the better teams in the league. And, and they're one of the hottest teams in the league. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I just think I think San Francisco goes goes to goes to Tennessee and and, and they steal a, a a close one. But I just I just think they get it, man. I think, I think they get. And the on a, on a on a personal note, if Tennessee loses, it opens up the door for the Colts who are one game back in the division to take the division lead. So, but I, I like San Francisco. So, so everybody wins. You you win. I everybody, win. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. B. <laughs> exactly. Listen. Trip, before we wrap up, man, you want to shout out the sponsors? Yeah, man, we got to do that. Uh, big shout out to Kmart, uh, the Rosado Firm, um, Petro Home Services, and of course, Soundview Liquors. I got, I'm, I'm a double shout out uh, Kmart because this is the Christmas season, and uh, you know, Kmart made it possible for us to really give some children a special special christmas they gave us a lot of gifts uh to to give away a lot of toys like i'm talking about carts full those big 
you know, mall carts, those big laundry carts. So I, I got a double shout out Kmart for that, and I got a shout out. Let me shout out while I'm, I'm while I'm doing that. Team Don Shay, um, we're actually working with Team Don Shay, um, giving out gifts this year. So we'll be giving out gifts at well, it'll it'll be passed by the time the show airs, but. You know, for everybody that's in real time on Tuesday, we'll be giving out gifts to the kids at the shelter in Brooklyn. So over uh, 400 kids will be getting some type of toys. We also gave them access to to free haircuts uh, in Brooklyn this weekend and next weekend. They'll have access to free haircuts for the boys, and then the girls have access to seeing a a hairstylist to get their get their hair done. Um, so you know, listen, man. We 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 make a we make our way when it when it's this time of year because we understand how important it is for you know for children that don't have to really just give them that little bit of extra energy, that little bit of extra push, a little bit of extra life, you know, and 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 opening up their opening up their heart, opening up our hearts just a little bit more, and taking care of these kids because you know it shouldn't matter whether or not you can afford it. Every kid should should, should get wake up to a gift on Christmas Day, and that's what we continue to, to try and do here with Real Fans Real Talk. Um, with Fat with the Family on Three Foundation, big shout out to Vance and uh, Anthony Mason Jr. because they've actually they're actually helping Team Don Shea as well. So everybody kind of came together, and because of that, we're able to to get to so many different children and that's what it's all about, man. Yes, sir. It's definitely about the kids and, and kudos to everyone out there. Like you said, family on three, Don Shea, everyone providing Kmart, especially um, for doing a thing this time of year, man. But we're going to wrap up on that note uh, before we do, obviously for my families, to everyone listening, everyone who supports us. Merry Christmas. We will have another episode for you guys before New Year's, but we want to take the time to thank you guys for rocking with us for this past year. Uh, and, and for people that have been rocking with us longer than that, man, we greatly appreciate it. You could be anywhere in the world, man, but, but you're listening to us and we greatly appreciate it. Exactly. And, and, and our Christmas, our extra Christmas gifts to you. Right after this, we'll be dropping the, the interview with pro boxer Joseph Fat Ortiz. And we got our NASCAR uh, aficionado, Cody Price, back. He he has done a recap of the 2021 NASCAR season and a preview of the 2022 season that's going to drop after the interview drops. So Merry Christmas. Love all you guys, man. Yes, sir. For my main man, Trip Young, this is Legend in Two Games. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. But we out of here for now. Peace. This is your African King of Come, Michael Blackson. You watching real friends real talk. Get real with it, my son. Real fans, real talk, we as real as you thought.